0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What up, TCK Podders? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Gwasko. This is episode 491 of the TCK Pod, a.k.a. Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm joined once again by my man, Christopher Benavides of the Mish Fantasy Football Podcast. We've taken a couple weeks off from each other, subbed in with Bobby. I had Alex on back and forth. Things are going crazy, but we're back in the mix here. You can find us both on Twitter at SkyGwasco and find Chris and the boys and Kelly as well over at the Commish FFP on Twitter. Of course, make sure to subscribe. Give us a like and some love on all of the fantasy-focused network handles, Facebook, youtube right here twitch and twitter and of course you can give some love to our family over at the fantasy football network on youtube as well many many independent fantasy football youtube pages streaming and one area that's the fantasy football network on youtube you can catch us the commission many many others going down on the network chris great to have you back brother how's your couple
2: weeks been it's good man happy to be back uh we're already in week nine, dude. We were talking about it on the podcast, and I feel like it really hits you around like Thanksgiving that you only have like, or let's just say we only have like, you know, four weeks left of fantasy. So, yep, we're getting there, bud. I totally agree, man. It is weird that we're, well, we're halfway
1: usually, uh, but we have that extra game this week. So, I guess yeah. this technically is kind of the halfway season. Hoping to get some premier players back from injury uh, sometime soon here. We got some marquee players still out on injury, but hoping to get them back soon. Chris and I, of course, are throwing down the Week 9 game previews as well as the Week 9 TCK Listener League previews as well, which we will get to in the second half of this episode per usual. We've been splicing it. We're going to make a quick hot topic today. Chris, we had uh, mention it at the end of the episode last week. We'll just take a second on this, but I didn't want to get into our You know, kind of better late than never. Shouts out to uh, Halloween. And just do maybe two candies and compare a player to them. And that is going to be our hot topic brought to you by Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Want to give a shout out to Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. And we'll be right back with our candy player comparisons. Want to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. They're a brand new banana-based hot sauce founded by four University of Michigan grads. Shouts out to the Wolverines. Their sauce is an absolute must-have at any draft or watch party. Put it on nachos, pizza, wings, or literally any dip, and you will never be forced to eat boring party food again. I promise. The sweet heat and the chili-banana combo provides a truly delicious restaurant-quality flavor. They currently offer two flavors, the original with the white label and the spicier Mui Mui that comes in the red label. I'm more of a mild guy, but if you like the spice, the muy Mui is what you want. Be super excited to officially be part of the Bomba Nation. Hashtag Bomba Nation. We hope that you'll join us there. Head over to the website, www.seekthespice.com. Use the discount code TCK at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Once again, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Banana-based, not banana-flavored hot sauce. Seekthespice.com. Promo code TCK. All right. Chris, I'll let you go first here. In the spirit of, of following up on Halloween here, why don't you give me a player or a candy and give me the
2: comparison on the other side? So, dude, all right. Thought about this. I know that Snickers is is our favorite. You talked about it last week. It is my, it's my, it's my favorite as well. In the spirit of favorite players, uh, the Snickers has to be compared to Tom Brady. It is the timeless nice. classic. It never, it, it always shows up. It hits the spot every time you need it. And it will be the best. It was the best 10 years ago. It's the best now. It's going to be the best 100 years from now. There's no candy quite like it. It'll be the best forever. It's the Tom Brady of candy. I love that, dude. That's a great,
1: great call. And I had Tom Brady on my list as well, but I'll skip over that. (laughs) I'm going to go with Airheads, which I think is, uh, you know, not quite like the everyday grab for candy, but Airheads, you know, the nice kind of gooey taffy strips. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to my man, Alvin Kamara right behind me here on YouTube. You can check out my Jersey from the Jersey jungle. Of course, Alvin Kamara, first of all, huge fan of airheads and they're not a sponsor of us yet, but it's just like, it's kind of, you know, came in underrated, right? Like nobody really knew Alvin Kamara coming out of Tennessee. First of all, he's an Alabama running back. People forget about that. Couldn't find any playing time there because they're always stacked. goes to Tennessee balls out. Comes to the Saints. He's a third on the depth chart as a rookie. Ends up getting Offensive Rookie of the Year right behind me. I've got a plaque of him, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Dominates and gives you a little extra extra uh, flavor, tang. Uh, got that gooiness, and he's kind of uh, cut above the rest, I think, like you got all the chocolates, right? But the airheads are on the other side, and Alvin Kamara delivers on all fronts. So Alvin Kamara, for me, is the airhead. Do you have any other candies, good or bad, that you want to uh,
2: – throwing in there. So yeah, I'm going to stick on, I'm going to stick on the side of, of chocolate here, chocolate bars. And I've gone back to this one on several, I feel like we've done this two years in a row now. I'm going to keep pounding it until your listeners heads here. The take five is an incredibly underrated candy bar. All right. It's like a Snickers, except it's got the pretzel and it's got the peanut butter. Now it's a very versatile kind of candy because it's got many ingredients in it. And it reminds me of a player who's who's seemingly the best on your team, the best on my home league team, and that's Debo Samuel. The, mm. dude, the dude does it all. It doesn't matter if his team around him isn't playing or performing very well. You could have a quarterback who's in, a quarterback who's not, a running quarterback, a non-running quarterback. His tight end might show up. its tight end might not show up. We have no idea. But I do know that Debo Samuel, averaging at least 10 targets a game, can run the ball when needed, take fives, do everything. It does. It's got all the ingredients you want. It's got the pretzel. It's got the peanut butter. It's got the chocolate. It's got the nougat. It's got the caramel. That's what you want in a wow. delicious candy bar. Debo wow. Samuel is my Take Five. Wow, that was that was quite the endorsement there of
1: of a Take Five, which I agree is underrated. So underrated. I'm going to go the other way just because you know I like to bring a little pessimism to our show <laughs> when I can. Realism, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and candy peanuts, Chris. Remember back in the day, when, they're not really popular anymore because I think like kids around the world have shunned this candy for so long. It's, it's, just, <laughs> sure. it's out of rotation. But remember when we were youths and <laughs> we had those like styrofoam orange shitty peanuts that like, they yeah. don't taste like peanut at all. But they were like
2: foam tapping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah just complete yeah. frauds. I mean, they were yeah. <laughs> like
1: absolute bogus, right? You 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 look at it and you're like, oh, this is either peanut butter-ish which I think I like because of all the other peanut butter items, or it's going to be a taffy or a chalk or something like you end up getting none of that. And it lets you down weekly. Unfortunately for for me, Chris, I I cannot wait for the player comparison. Miles Sanders (laughs) folks. Three years in a row, I've been repping no Miles Sanders, okay? Uh, Don't know how to use him as a running back, all right? They don't use him properly. Even when he gets the proper opportunity, his efficiency is terrible. Yes, he has five great runs in his NFL career. Other than that, he's got about 800 other bogus runs. Don't use him in the pass game. The offense doesn't use him properly. He doesn't score touchdowns. It has been blowing up people in the third or fourth round of fantasy Roster's and drafts again. Now he's injured. I won't hold that against him, but it's been a letdown. I've been trying to tell people for three seasons not to be high on Miles Sanders. Bobby doesn't get it. Other people don't get it. I've been fading it for three years. I'm going to stick with it. My candy peanut, which isn't even a peanut, is going to be Miles Sanders. I I got to keep it real for you. I love it, dude. All right. Now that I'm fired up, let's get into it here. We got the game previews coming up. But before we do that, if you're interested, And throwing down on some bets this week. Of course, you got to give a shout-out and a listen to the Commish Bets. Our boy, Alex and Dez, and special guest this week. I'll let you find out who it is when you go listen to the podcast. But if you're doing that, you want to go to the Commish Bets and make sure to go to betonline.ag. Sponsor the TCK pod to get your bets in. We'll be right back. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron, and his teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code Believe, B L E A V, Believe to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we got our NFL game previews brought to you by Cara Factor, one of our newer sponsors. Chris, Bucky and Bob usually do the Wednesday night preview where they preview the Thursday night game. Bucky had the night off last night, so Bob did it by himself. I just – we don't usually – Preview the Thursday night game, but we're actually doing it before the game starts this particular week. So, the, you know, we got kickoff in about 45 minutes. I don't want to get too in depth here, but just really quickly, let's get your thoughts on the Jets and the Colts. Jets at two and five, Colts three and five tonight. Colts 10 and a half point favorites at home, 46 over under. Mike White absolutely crushed last week, 400 plus yards. Of course, you had Michael Carter out of the backfield, number one running back. On the week, Corey Davis going to be out again. Jonathan Taylor, unbelievable on the ground the last month of the season. The Jets can't stop anybody. Carson Wentz has been excellent as well. Not terribly efficient, but getting it done. Michael Pittman, hit or miss, but usually hit. And Mo Ali cox getting it done as well. How do you feel about tonight's game real quick?
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting game. I I, I try to look at the, the spreads here and kind of see where the rest of the market is lining up. And we talked about this on the bets episode. So there's a spoiler on the special guest on the bets episode. So when I was talking with Alex and Desmond, um, we, I mean, I I think we pretty confidently felt like this spread seems high. I don't think the jets, I don't think the jets are actually that bad of a team. Um, They just, they just hit some rough patches. You, you know, you play the the Patriots twice and you know, no one looks good against Bill Belichick as a rookie. So we kind of know that throw those games away, but they put up a great fight against Cincinnati. Um, you know, they play. they're actually two and all against winning teams this year. So there's two wins coming against winning teams. Um, and then the, the, the insert or the uh, resurgence of, of Michael Carter with Mike White, who seemingly is throwing to his running back uh, a shit ton here. I kind of like the jets, maybe not to win the game, but definitely to cover that spread. Uh, I, I mean, it feels too heavy. I think the Titans win the game, but I think it's going to be Coles. a closer matchup than, than the spreads are giving, uh, giving credit to. So um, so that's kind of what I'm feeling again. I don't even know if it's going to be a high scoring or a low scoring game. I mean, Colts have a good defense, but again, you know, you, you use your running back in the passing game, the way that they have been using. I know Corey Davis isn't playing, but Jameson Crowder's has had some good games and Mike White looks good. So, I mean, it's very difficult to assess how this game is going to play out. Yes. Some unproven teams and the Colts are better than the record. They're a good team. They just had some bad luck and, uh, they'll come out to play. I think they win the game, but the jets are going to put up a fight.
1: The jets have allowed 29.4 Points per game this year 390 total yards this year, bottom five in both categories in the NFL. That is tonight's game on Thursday Night Football. Kickoff in just a little bit. Chris and I will still be on air. Enjoy the game, everybody. All right, Chris, let's move into the rest of these matchups here. We'll kick off with the early morning Sunday slate. Dub Bills five and two against the Jags, one and six. Bills 14 and a half road favorites. That's a hell of a spread to be on the road. I don't care who you are. 14 and a half point road favorites over under 48 and a half. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, starting to keep pace. Cole Beasley's filled in very well for Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, maybe back in the next week or two. So go look at him on your waiver wires. Emmanuel Sanders, a couple targets last week, but had a goose egg in the stat column. He could have a nice bounce back here against the Jags running backs. It's kind of a, a roulette there on the other side. You know, James Robinson, we're looking at right now, looking at probably on the side of Doubtful, unfortunately. Carlos Hyde may be still available under waivers if you need a play, although I don't like anybody against the Bills' defense. And then Marvin Jones, who I love as a streamer every week, LaVisca, whoever, unfortunately going to be pretty tough here against um, the Bills' secondary. So not a lot on the Jag side, but the Bills should be just fine here on the road.
2: Yeah, it's a good sum up. I'm not necessarily – Looking to play anybody on the Jaguars uh, side again. I think that spread is insane, but uh, the talent the talent in the game and the game plan seems to favor the Bills heavily, and, and so you you know it might be a game where you take a 14 point spread for the Bills to cover here. Uh, but in terms of fantasy, I'm looking at Cole Beasley. He's played very well the last two games. He's hauled in 17 of his 22 targets for 198 yards and one touchdown. Um, we thought Sanders was going to have a game last week, and he just didn't. He I don't know what happened there. Um, so unfortunately. You know Sanders had his, his sort of down game um, when everyone thought he was gonna play well but Cole Beasley's Teflon Cole Beasley so he's gonna you know continue to play well and I expect another great game in this matchup against the Jaguars. The other person I'm sitting in I'm gonna continue to say this every week because I just don't think he's got a role in this team anymore is Devin Singletary. I know that the 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 playing the landscape for running backs right now is kind of thin but he's playing 34% of snaps in week eight. I think he played even less than that in week seven um 18 carries you know over the last three weeks uh it's just not looking very good for Devin Singletary so I'd, I'd stay away from him in that backfield
1: I totally agree all right let's move on here and uh just a quick note about Thursday Night Football Jonathan Taylor is the ECR number one running back on the week so expect a big one from him if you're playing DFS uh make sure to get him in your lineup all right Broncos and Cowboys Broncos are four and four Cowboys sliding in at six and one stole a win last week with Cooper Rush. Denver has won six straight games against the Cowboys. Cowboys, though, a favorite in this one at home by nine points over under 49 and a half. Jerry Judy got a little bit gimped up last week, but he should be back. Cortland Sutton was on fire with Jerry Judy out, but he has slowed down the last couple of games with Judy back. The running backs have been 50-50 in timeshare, but Melvin Gordon is the one scoring touchdowns. I've been trying to ride. Javante Williams as much as possible because I believe in the kids talent but Melvin Gordon is the one getting the scores so that's kind mm-hmm. of a tough break there Noah Fan out with COVID Albert O, another streaming option on the other side and with the Cowboys Dak should be good this week you start your studs you can fire up everybody
2: for the Cowboys how do you feel about this game yeah I agree with you completely <clears throat> I might look towards Cortland Sutton if you're in a deeper league just for this week I know Jerry Judy um, you know expected to play here He's obviously leading the team in, you know, targets, receptions, receiving yards, talking about Cortland Sutton here. Um, and he has been playing a lot of offensive snaps. I actually like the matchup against Dallas. They're, eighth, they're actually surrendering the eighth most fantasy points per game per, to wide receivers. So it actually could be a nice matchup for Cortland Sutton. And I totally agree with you on Javonta Williams. Um, in general, you know, Williams was averaging 13 carries in his first three games and since then is averaging 7.8 over the last five It only has one touchdown. It is Melvin Gordon's backfield, especially within the red zone. So, fortunately, I think we got to wait a little bit longer on on Javante Williams. I agree. But if you are able to get him on the
1: cheap right now, I would do it. I think the breakout is coming eventually. Browns, Bungles, Browns, four and four, Bengals, five and three. Bengals get upset by the Jets last week, of course. The Browns had a tough one with the Steelers. Bengals, two and a half point favorites at home, 46 and a half point favorites. Uh, over under here, the Cleveland Browns have won five of six games versus the Bengals recently. For the Browns, Kareem Hunt still out. Odell Beckham excused from his second consecutive practice. Uh, I was listening to the CBS podcast. I highly recommend listening to that for your fantasy football analysis as well. And basically, they had amounted it to it's like when you're in school and you get like a uh, – Note to the principal's office, right? That's like basically what his dad did when he put <laughs> up a bunch of highlights of him getting overthrown by Maker Mayfield while he's still on the team, right? And then after the trade deadline goes, right, then they have a bunch of other excuses too. So so basically he's been like probably suspended from the team, but now they can't trade him. The trade deadline's gone. So they're probably trying to figure out do we actually release Odell Beckham and let someone pick him up for free, essentially, or do we hold on to this clown? for the rest of the season it's not just him but it's his pops unfortunate situation there for cleveland for the Bengals side they got beat by the jets but they should have won the game they were up by like 11 with seven minutes left they fell apart you know i mean you can't you can't fall asleep on mike white let's be honest you know you're gonna get that l jamar (laughs) chase on fire we got a jamar chase question here that i'll get to at the end chris uh your boy jomaine mixon terribly inefficient but getting scores, doing well in fantasy football. Yep. Joe Burrow's been on fire. T. Higgins leads the team in targets and yards. And then Tyler Boyd, kind of an afterthought. Cgo's on a streamer as well. How do you feel about the Browns and the Bungles?
2: Yeah, it'll be a competitive game. <clears throat> I always like when the Browns are playing. I kind of, I feel like they're like my secret go-to team every week. I like their defense. I like watching them play. Um, I'm happy Baker seems seems to be back here. Going to have a healthy Nick Chubb. Uh, and you have Jarvis Landry. So I think that three is probably the three I'm going to go for. Um, if you're in a you know two quarterback league, I actually don't have a problem playing Baker Mayfield here. Um, and then the Bengals. Yeah, dude, the Joe Mixon thing is really interesting. He is incredibly inefficient, but for fantasy, he's scoring touchdowns and he's giving you like that 12 point floor, which is just enough to slide it into your flex spot and just not think about it. So, you know, as much as I, uh, you know, don't want him to do well for my own personal reasons, you know, he's doing just enough to kind of keep you in there. Um, And for most people, I think you kind of have him as your running back two or three minimum. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting game. I don't really have – I don't have a a lot of feelings either way. Um, I think you got to fire up Chase. I mean, Higgins seems to be, uh, you know, an every week play at this point with Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I think you fire up all the notables here.
1: Loyal fantasy-focused follower, Ilias Giftopoulos coming in. Should I trade Swift for Chase, Jamar Chase, and PPR? I have good running back depth. Chris, if you can
2: afford to get rid of – DeAndre Swift, would you trade Swift for Jamar Chase right now? Probably not. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I would. <clears throat> I, I like Chase a lot, but I just it's Swift Swift is one of the best running backs in the league right now. I, I feel like I'm okay
1: to trade Swift, but I would shoot higher. I, okay, yeah, or that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, shoot higher if you're gonna do it. Yeah. All right. So Ilias, I think this particular question, Chris and I both lean keep Swift. Also. It's a small knock, but I will say that, that Jamal Williams is not 100% healthy right now. Because of that, I think Swift gets a little extra bump. And even if you have great depth, my man, you can't have enough fan, like running back depth in fantasy football. You just can't. By weeks yep. injuries, whatever. And Swift is somebody that's dominating in PPR leagues. Jamar Chase is great. But again, T. Higgins leads the team in targets and yardage. Jamar Chase is getting the touchdown. So if you're going to trade Swift, I would actually shoot higher, and I believe Chris agrees with us. Uh, Chris, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit here because we do have a question about tonight, and I want to make sure we get that in before kickoff here in a few minutes because you and I will be live on air. Should I start Pittman or DJ Moore? Pittman tonight or DJ
2: Moore? DJ Moore going
1: up against your Patriots.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to lean Pittman – um, because, well, for, for a couple of reasons, one, he's, he's Car- Carson Wentz's go-to, uh, um, weapon in Indianapolis. You also have the potential of having PJ Walker thrown to DJ Moore this week with, with Sam Donald being out and the Patriots are, the, the Patriots are very sneaky. They have a very good defense. Uh, and, and I just don't, I just don't think it's the matchup you want for DJ Moore. So Pittman feels like a better play against the Jets than DJ Moore does against the Patriots.
1: I agree. And we'll preview that game in full here in just a few minutes, but uh, look ahead, both the Patriots and the Panthers rank top 10 in scoring defense this season. So I don't, you know, spoiler alert, 41 over under, I think uh, I'll take the under. In this one, especially if PJ Walker's behind the helm as well. So we'll go with DJ Moore, or I'm sorry, Pittman uh, this evening. And then uh, Elias, um, Elias, we will go with uh, keeping swift if you can. All right, back on brand here Falcons and Saints. Falcons three and four, Saints five and two. Saints get a very impressive win with Trevor Simeon halfway through here. Uh, of course, Jameis Winston out for the season. With the torn ACL, we might see Taysom Hill. We might see Trevor Simeon, not quite sure yet. Taysom Hill has missed the last couple of weeks with a concussion. Saints get a huge win over Brady and the boys last week. Saints, six point home favorite, over under 42 points here. Calvin Ridley, of course, you mentioned it multiple times. Calvin Ridley out indefinitely for personal reasons. Kyle Pitts didn't quite blow up last week, but he has been trending up. Uh, Mike Davis is a running back, so you Flex him, (laughs) I guess. Cordero Patterson and um, Matt Ryan, I think, are good playing options as well this week here for the Saints. If Taysom Hill plays, you definitely play him at quarterback 20 points in every game that he has started. Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to be just fine. Mark Ingram, a low level flex as well. If you need a bye uh, replacement with the Lions, Seahawks, Bucks, and Washington football team on a bye week, you got a handful of running backs out. So if you need somebody, maybe Mark Ingram. There's a good option. And then Marquez Calloway getting some work as well here. Falcon, uh, Falcons, Saints, Chris.
2: Yeah, so the only thing – so I agree with everything you said, and, and I, I'll keep this one sort of quick. The only one that I'm a little bit off in terms of opinion on here is Matt Ryan. I I, I think the, the, the loss of Calvin Ridley um, and the fact that the Saints right now are one of the top five defenses in the league, I think that's going to hurt Matt Ryan uh, against the Saints – at the saints this week. Um, I'm just not feeling their offense going into this week, losing Calvin Ridley and playing the saints.
1: All right. Fair enough. The new Orleans saints have won three straight games versus Atlanta and allowed fewer than 20 points in each game. Last year, Taysom Hill played a few games when drew Brees was out and two of those were against Atlanta. He ran for two and one and threw for two in another. So you're not always looking at his passing totals. Of course, but his rushing totals might get you where you need to be. All right, we just talked Patriots and Panthers. Let's get to it, Chris. Four and four on each side of the football here. Your Patriots, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road going down to Carolina from New England, 41 over-under. Again, I will take the under on the 41 here. Um, And with uh, P.J. Walker potentially getting more work here, I will probably take uh, the Patriots as the favorite as well. Patriots have been doing well. Uh, Damian Harris is is on a roll right now. Um, the pass catchers, you know, a lot of people are eating, but not eating a lot as far as points go. Uh, Mac Jones is doing enough, but basically just a super flex option here on the other side um, with the Panthers. With CMC still out, PJ Walker maybe getting the run here. Uh, then again, DJ Moore, I think we're going to fade. Robbie Anderson's definitely a fade. There's really nobody on this team other than maybe Chuba Hubbard just because he's a running back that I would even
2: play here. Yeah, I agree with you. The Patriots are, I was looking for it, uh, looking for the stat online. Um, I couldn't find it, unfortunately, but I do know the Patriots are one of five teams whose, whose offense and defense rank inside the top 10. They're a sneaky good offense in terms of points. They're a sneaky good defense in terms of points against. So I do think the Pats ultimately win this game. I like this three and a half under. Um And with PJ Walker at the helm, it'll be a difficult uh, matchup against the Patriots in terms of, you know, what the Panthers will be able to produce. The only saving grace is if CMC plays and it seems like he's not going to. So the Pats seem to be um, seem to be, you know, kind of a go go ahead here from a tight end standpoint it does feel like Hunter Henry is going to be the go-to guy here. And I think he's going to be your best weapon. I'm still hoping Jacoby Myers gets his touchdown though. That's, that's, that's like literally everybody in new England's main goal is to get him his touchdown. That's all that matters. (laughs) The only thing that matters in in our, in our town now, we have no more baseball. So it's get Jacoby Myers a touchdown. I love that. I love that. We're all rooting for this kid, man. Jacoby, I I believe he's thrown two, right? He's thrown more. Yeah. He's thrown two. He, he leads the team in targets. Like he's, He's a very productive wide receiver. just can't find the end zone. And the one time he did, it got called back on a frigging holding penalty. So, well, and he, and he caught, I watched last week, he caught a two point conversion, I believe. Yeah. Which doesn't count.
1: <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> awesome. Let's move on here to the Raiders and the Giants Raiders. Last week had the week off with the Ravens five and two Raiders lose Henry Ruggs. Of course, we haven't gone too much into this uh, on the show. Um, but if you are unaware, Henry Ruggs essentially probably out of football, Uh, for the rest of his life. Um, he was involved in a, uh, car crash that unfortunately, um, killed a woman. He was going 150 plus miles an hour and he was under the influence. He, uh, may be facing prison time. I'm going to stay out of all the legalities until we know what's going on. But Henry Ruggs made a terrible decision, unfortunately, and the Raiders will be without him, uh, for the rest of his career. Only 22 years old made a terrible mistake, unfortunately. Raiders five and two, Giants two and six, Raiders three point road favorites. Again, West Coast team going across East Coast. This always makes me concerned, Chris. 46 and a half point uh, over under here. Brian Edwards should be getting more work now without Henry Ruggs. Hunter Renfro is sneaky all the time. I think he's a great option here as well. Zay Jones is a random DFS dart throw if you, if you run out of cash there. Derek Carr could be a good option as well. Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, meh. You guys know how I feel about Josh Jacobs, but uh, unfortunately he's still getting the run there. And on the Giants' side, Saquon Barkley, potentially healthy enough with the ankle injury, comes down with COVID. <laughs> so he's out anyway. It doesn't matter. Dan- Daniel Jones, still unable to play with all of his guys here. Sterling Shepard is questionable. Kenny Galladay has been questionable all season long. Evan Ingram finally caught a touchdown, but can you count on him? Um, Kadarius, Tony's hit or miss as well. It's absolute mess for both of these teams here, man. Raiders giants, uh, in New Jersey here, Raiders have to go across the country.
2: Yeah. So actually I'm going to, I'm going to uh, talk about that real quick, Sky. Um, we've talked about it a few times and it got me thinking, uh, what is the records of teams who travel across country? Um, and so I did some research on this. I actually put it in the playbook this week. Uh, and teams are actually seven and six when they go across country, believe it or not this year. Yeah. At least in 2020, Uh, excuse me, 2021. So, so from a wins loss perspective, it's not quite clear if that matters or not. Um, the teams that do win, when they, when they play cross country, they actually score 28 points. And when they lose, they're, they're scoring about 17 point something points on average when they lose those games. So again, no definitive like statistical like wins loss uh, narrative there if they if it matters or not. But I do understand the concern. I think the thing is is that for us when we travel cross country, you're kind of like shit. Like I have to travel cross country for these guys. It's just another part. It's part of their day job. It's just like us waking up, going to work, doing our thing. It's what they do. So I just think for for the the um, for the idea of you know will. The cross-country play hurt my fantasy team. I just think it's whoever shows up on that Sunday ready to go. So when it comes for the Raiders and Giants, I agree with everything you just said. Um, The one guy that I'm actually probably going to start this week because you have a couple of bye weeks, players like TJ Hawkinson, out is tight end uh, Evan Ingram. So again, Ingram didn't have the best day, but he found the end zone when it was necessary for the Giants. Um, He's caught nine of his 12 targets and 59 yards and one touchdown over the last two weeks. He's he's a he's a low end tight end too. You can probably start him, and and get something out of him. I know the Raiders are a pretty decent defense, um, but again, you know they're gonna have to keep pace. I do think the Raiders score a lot of points here, even going across country, because um, you have Darren Waller, you have Hunter Renfro. Even without Rugs, they're still a good team, and I do actually do think they're gonna have something to prove. They just lost their coach, they lost one of their best receivers on the team. They have a lot to show up and prove here, and I think Derek Carr keeps laser focus and kind of gets that engine uh, or continues to keep that engine running. Uh, But dude, again, I think Daniel Jones is going to be another nice start this week. He's, he's seemingly putting up enough points to just flirt with quarterback 16, 17 until the end of the year. That's all I care about. So he's, he's doing just enough to keep, you know, keep playing him in super flex leagues. Well, if you're as
1: hot on Daniel Jones as Chris is, you may need to go to the Jersey jungle and get yourself a Jersey. Here's how you can do it. We'll be right back. Are you a merchandise maniac or Jersey junkie like myself? You need to check out the Jersey jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey jungle. You can use a promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show, This season, or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop. If you're streaming live with us on video, you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the jersey jungle, they're high quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy, so I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson, I have a Ken Griffey Jr., I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey, basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home, away. They have customs. They have camouflage. Whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport. Go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the website. They're high quality stitch and twill. Game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, Chris. Quick shot to Derek Carr here. Three hundred twenty-four passing yards per game this season, second most in the NFL. Derek Carr getting it done. Let's move on here to the Texans and the Dolphins. Both teams one in seven. Bob and I talked about this early in the in the, in the week here. One in seven Texans makes sense. One in seven dolphins just doesn't seem right. I, I feel like they feel like a 500 team. Somehow they're one in seven here. Six and a half point favorite at home. <laughs> Texans might sneak. This might yeah. be a little sneaky. This might be a little sneaky here. Yeah. Might be a little you, sneaky here.
2: Yeah, go down that path. 40, you, I think you're right. Forty
1: 46 and a half point over under. Dolphins, six and a half point favorite. Oh boy, this seems like a this seems like a fade here to me, Chris. Texans. You don't play anybody but but Brandon Cooks that's been established for the Dolphins with Tua here. I like Jalen Waddle. I like Mike Kosicki. I like Devontae Parker, assuming he's healthy. Miles Gaskin, I guess, again, kind of because he's a running back. Uh, we do have a question here from our boy Mike Ortiz, which I'll get to in just a second, involving uh Jalen Waddle. So we'll get to that in just a second. But your thoughts on the Texans and Dolphins. Do you think the Dolphins are a touchdown better than the Texans right now?
2: I actually don't know. not um, either. Yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit here. We're like, you know, you can get a sneaky Houston Texans team that shows up like they did against the Patriots. Um for the record, the Dolphins are literally two points away from being 0 seven. Like they only beat the Patriots, I think seventeen to sixteen, and that's the reason why they are they have that one win. So the Dolphins, um the Dolphins are not necessarily a great team right now. Um and I, I don't other than other than like they're hurt they don't have you know they, they don't have a full complete team they haven't had two but they don't have two but like they've also not played a lot of great football like they I mean they've and again they've played some tough teams like they they've lost to the bills they lost to the Raiders they've lost to the Colts they've lost to the bucks but they've also lost to the Jaguars they've also lost to the Falcons it's like you know they, they're not playing good football so I don't first of all that spreads insane I would not I wouldn't even touch this game to be honest with you. I don't know which way it's gonna go um, so that, that's just my overall thoughts on the Dolphins. And it's nothing against the Dolphins, but I just they're just not playing very well. So we'll just leave it at that. The one bright spot that they have in their team though is Mike Gesicki, And I do have to say that I think he continues up with his uh sort of tight end one uh performances that he's been having. Um he you know his whole he's hauled in 40 of his 55 targets um on the season. He's leading uh leading the team in receiving yards, 475. Uh so in general, I think is like the guy. On that team, he's a red zone target. Uh, you know, he, he's just their all around pass catcher. You have to continue to play him uh, every week. <sighs> I have to say this: uh, we totally. I said we, Sky. I don't know if you felt this way as well, but I totally miss on David Johnson. I thought that that game script for the Houston Texans back, uh, backfield was going to showcase an old school David Johnson playing from behind, which they were, uh, and being able to utilize him in the passing game, which they should have, and they just didn't. I think Scotty Phillips led the team in carries. Just avoid that, <laughs> avoid that entire team, that entire backfield. Houston's a train wreck. Um, that if they do win, I don't know how they're going to win. I don't know what, what, I don't know which way this game's going to go. Uh, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just very, very upset about these two teams right now.
1: Mike Ortiz picked up Michael Carter on the waiver wire. Picked up Michael Carter on the waiver wire. Well done, Mike. I, I can't, why is Michael Carter in a waiver wire? Should I flex him over Jerry Judy or Jalen Waddle in full PPR, Chris? Michael Carter tonight, basically right now, or Jalen Waddle or Jerry Judy? Ah, uh, yes, I would. I would play okay. him with. I would play him with Mike White in, in behind the behind center. I would as well. The Colts know that he's going to dump down fifteen times. Doesn't matter if he catches fifteen catches or ten catches for two yards apiece that's still going to give you 10 plus two. That's 12 points <laughs> on receptions there or Marquise Brown. Um, I would probably play Marquise Brown at that point, uh, but I go Michael, I go Michael Carter over Waddle and Judy this week, but I would go Hollywood over Michael Carter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny. Um, Mike Ortiz. I actually have Michael Carter and Marquise Brown in my home league. It's a short bet. It's a short team uh, roster. I'm trying to find a way to play both of them. Actually. So I actually have Debo Samuel on my bench this week, and I'm, it's because he's questionable, and that's the only reason why. Um, if it were up to me, I'd probably sit Marquise Brown, but that's me. All right, everyone hang tight. Sky's going to be right back here. Uh, the team that we do have coming up in terms of uh, in terms of listing here is the Vikings versus the Ravens. Uh, so this is another tough game. I actually... So if you guys go to the Commission fantasy football podcast, a little plug there, we have our bets episode and we talked with Alex and Desmond, who are the co-hosts of that episode. And we talked about the, Ra- the the Ravens and Vikings game pretty in pretty good depth here. So the spread, I think, is something like six and a half, something of that nature. And the way I have the way I'm, I'm seeing the game is the Ravens win this game but the vikings keep it close and the reason the vikings keep it close is cuz they've kept every game close that they've been in. Now they're like a they're a 3 and 4 team, but they're a good 3 and 4 team. They're not like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know a bad 3 and 4. team. Maybe the giants for example. The giants are like a bad 2 and 5 team, right for example. Um but the vikings 3 and 4, they're a good 3 and 4. Their four losses have come against really good teams. Yo, Sky, what's up?
1: Sorry about that ladies and gentlemen, had a little <laughs> malfunction here. I was <laughs> My bad on that Texans dolphins are done. Let's move on to the Vikings. Chris, I heard you covering the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. Yeah. On here to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So go ahead.
2: No. no, Yep. I was just basically explaining, um, you know, I think that the Vikings are a good three and four team. They've lost four games to very, uh, to very good teams. And the Ravens, you know, even though they're five and two, I think the Ravens still win this game, but the Vikings keep it close. I think the spread is like, is it six, six minus six. Okay. So the spread six, I think the Vikings cover this. Um, but the Ravens win the game. It's going to be probably a high scoring game. The Vikings' secondary has pretty much gotten torched. You're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot of Marquise Brown in this game. Um, and the rushing attack from Lamar Jackson is going to keep the Vikings off balance. But on the flip side, dude, I'm not trusting the Baltimore Ravens defense right now. So I actually see a lot of Dalvin Cook. I'll see, you know, we'll see a lot of Justin Jefferson. You'll have a bounce back game from him. Um, Adam Thielen, you'll have plenty of offense in this game. So that's just again. That's kind of how I see this game playing out. I do like Tyler Conklin. Again, you know, guys like T.J. Hawkinson are off this week. If you can play a Tyler Conklin, then go for it. Um, he's been, you know, for example, you know, he racked up 128 yards and eight receptions over the last two weeks. So they're finding him, and I think they continue to find him as uh, defenses hone in on on you know stopping Thielen and Jefferson.
1: Yeah, I agree. And unfortunately for the Vikings, man, like they're in so many close games one way or another, but but they don't win them. Like I, know. I, don't, I don't I don't get it. They're always like up a field goal with three minutes left and then somehow <laughs> like lose or they go to overtime and lose, or yeah, yeah. they're they like give up twenty 20 points in the first half and then have to play catch up. It, it just it doesn't make sense. Their team is stacked, yep, agreed, and they can't get it together. So again, sorry about that, folks. Dipped off for just a second. There had a internet malfunction, but the Vikings three and four, Ravens off the bye, five and two. I like the Ravens a lot at home, especially off the bye. Uh, everybody's rested here. Six-point favorite, fifty-point over/under. All right, Chris, let's go in here to the Chargers and the Eagles. Chargers four and three. Eagles three and five. Chargers two-point road favorites. Over/under fifty points. Now the Chargers got uh, you know upended by your Patriots. The Bill Belichick has <laughs> so far in two meetings. Bill Belichick has the Justin Herbert recipe down. Yeah, um, he has shut him down two games in a row. Now, as a rookie, it makes sense because that's what Bill does. But this year, did it again. Um, very interesting. But on the flip side, Mike Williams didn't do much. But Keenan Allen and and Austin Eckler were still quite uh, productive for fantasy. So I'm I'm just fine with the Chargers. You move on. It's a bunk game, whatever. I'm just fine with those guys. So you start your studs for the Chargers. For the Eagles. Four rushing touchdowns last week, Chris. Everybody's repping Kenny Gainwell. Nope. Nothing. Jordan Howard, Boston yeah. Scott, <laughs> not Jalen Hurts, not Kenny Gainwell. <laughs> Super frustrating. I'm going to go with Kenny Gainwell as a streaming running back again if you need him. Jalen Hurts, of course, you, you fire up uh, pretty much no matter what because he's going to give you 20-plus fantasy points. On the other side, though, Dallas Goddard is the only pass catcher outside of maybe Devontae Smith I want. But Devontae Smith has not actually been – as good as I think people feel like he has. He's been peppered with targets, but he scored one touchdown. He has not gotten a lot of red zone looks. The Eagles don't score a lot of points, and Jalen Hurts doesn't complete a lot of passes. So, yes, you can fire him up as a flex, but I would not be super confident with any Eagles pass catcher other than Dallas Goddard against an elite secondary with the Chargers.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. So um, nothing more to add on those points. The only other thing that I'll add in terms of a different player to consider sitting this week is Mike Williams, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I really thought Mike Williams his I thought his season was going to be one of those, you know, Adam Thielen, what is it, 2017-esque type seasons where he yeah. just got it done every week. He's not actually. Um, so in the last two weeks, he's only racked up 46 yards and four receptions over 10 targets. He's just not catching the ball um in those games. And the Eagles are actually letting up the third fewest. Points per reception, fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So, in terms of what Mike Williams could produce, I just don't think it's his kind of his kind of week. He's going to get Darius Slay, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler are going to be your go to people because well, Keenan Allen is much more versatile. They move him in and out. Mike Williams just primarily stays in the outside, and then Austin Eckler. Well, he's Austin Eckler. He catches everything and runs everything in the red zone. So, those are the two guys you have to go with on the charters. I think they pull it off, but uh, Mike Williams might be the only guy that I'm a little bit nervous about.
1: Yeah, I absolutely. Agree, let's move on here to the Cardinals and my 49ers. Here, Cardinals at seven and one, 49ers three and four. Cardinals should be eight and oh, Uh, but AJ Green didn't know that the uh pass was coming to him in the red zone, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> Kyler Murray beat up, um, has an ankle injury. Here's, I guess, the, the skinny for Kyler Murray for me. I have him a couple of leagues, I'm still playing him because he's Kyler Murray but I would not expect the rushing upside. He hasn't even been utilizing his legs as much as he did last year. This year, last year he was on pace to blow away Josh Allen and then he got hurt and then he fell behind him, whatever this year. He just hasn't had the rushing upside because he hasn't had to run chase Edmonds. James Connor have been doing well and they're trying to keep him safe. And even though they did that, Kyler Murray is still banged up. New Hopkins is banged up. AJ green out in this game. If you can go elsewhere from Kyler Murray, if you have another stud, you know, if you got, like, Kyler early, Brady late, or Tannehill or Stafford late, you got those two guys to flex or whatever, I'd actually go with the other one over Kyler personally this week. Edmonds, you fire up in PPR. James Connors, a streamer, got the touchdown upside. Of course, you got Christian Kirk filling in for A.J. Green as well. Rondale Moore, I would pass on. 49ers. You go with your boy Debo, another six catches, 171 yards. Look, man, I'm a 49er fan. I watch every play. I love Debo Samuel. I don't know how the hell this is happening. It, <laughs> it, make, it literally makes no sense. Jimmy Garoppolo never throws the ball. And when he does throw the ball, he doesn't throw it downfield. And somehow, over the course of a game, Debo comes away with 150, 170 yards. It doesn't make any sense. Jeff Wilson, uh, George Kittle. Coming back this week in practices, we'll see if they're active for this game here. That could change a lot of things. Brandon, I caught a two-point conversion. I would not start him yet, though Elijah Mitchell is a surefire play. And this should be a pass-a-lot game script for the, Car- or for the Niners to keep up with the Cardinals. But it's in-division. You never know. This game's in fake San Francisco and Santa Clara. I like the uh, Niners here to cover that 1.5. I think they'll just find they might even sneak away a win here with a 45 over-under, Chris.
2: I do. I actually agree with you. I, I do think that the the 49ers here have a slight edge. Uh, and and it's, well, obviously because the, the Cardinals are battling some injuries here. But yeah, I mean, the, the 49ers are playing pretty well. Guys are starting to get healthy. Assuming Debo plays, um, you know, he's obviously their go-to target, but he actually does have that calf injury right now. So I'm a little bit nervous about Debo Samuel. And if he doesn't play, it'll be very interesting how they're going to scheme, uh, you know, or the 49ers are going to scheme um Likely Brandon Ayuk might you know have a good game if, if Debo doesn't come alive because well he's like the de facto Debo and Debo's not there so uh, so yeah I mean you know again if uh, if Debo doesn't play maybe look to fire up Ayuk as your as your uh, wide receiver two or three on you know on this week I agree the Arizona Cardinals thirty plus points in each of the
1: four road games this year so we'll see if they can pull it off again against the Niners all right man. This is the uh, discount double-check super game and not looking good for State Farm here. Aaron Rodgers out with COVID. Devontae Adams, we'll see what he can do with Jordan Love. Devontae Adams is either going to come back as a lifelong Packer next year or he will move on. If Devontae comes back, I think Rodgers comes back. If he doesn't, it's the Jordan Love era. We shall see what happens. MVS should be healthy as well. A.J. Dillon might get more run in this game too as they try to run out the clock and have a chance against the Chiefs with Aaron Jones. And then you have uh, Robert Tunyon out in this game as well with a torn ACL. He's done. For the Chiefs, eh, they got an ugly win last week. They're not quite the Chiefs again, but Tyreek Hill is a must-fire-up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey still is, although he's been, quote-unquote, struggling. And then Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but the running backs are interesting. Daryl Williams blew away Gore in this game. But Gore, like, scored a touchdown, and he's got this big infatuation, but, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, he had limited work and he happened to make the most of it. That's awesome that he did that, but Daryl Williams blow, blew him away in every statistical category. Touches, opportunity share, snap share, targets, everything else. Derek Gore happened to you know, score a touchdown. Um, are you willing to fire up Derek Gore in this matchup? He's got a lot of fantasy hype, or are you just rolling with Daryl Williams in this. And then on the Packers side with Jordan Love, are you comfortable enough with Devontae Adams? You just said it and forget it. And is there anybody else other than Aaron Jones?
2: Um, yeah, let's start with the Chiefs here. Yeah, that was an ugly win. Um, you can make a case that the Giants could have come away with it. They, they should they have, have. I think they had a bad play call on a third down there late in the game, and, and it kind of gave the gave the Chiefs life and you know, they ultimately secured the bag there, but um, Yeah, the the Williams Williams versus Gore scenario. I I mean, if you have to play Williams, play Williams. I'm probably not going to play Gore. I I just don't think that that's going to continue. They're going to the Chiefs are still a pass first offense, uh, so I think that continues. They're they're trying to find their edge passing wise. Like they haven't found it yet, and the only way to do that is to give Patrick Mahomes opportunities to throw the ball. So they're going to continue to let Patrick throw and be, be Mahomes. So just continue more of that. If you can find alternatives to the backfield of Kansas City, then I would. But um, I understand if you have to play someone, I'd probably lean lean Williams there. The Packers. Yeah, dude, the Packers, the, the spread on this game was like six and a half before Rodgers went down. Now it's seven and a half. It's like they were how how is the Packers seven and one the underdogs to the Chiefs four and four? I, I get that they're playing in Kansas City, but still Packers to me are, are just a better team overall right now. So um I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't know. I don't know which way to go with this game. I mean, you have Jordan Love who's coming in as, as the rookie and, and he's in a prove whether or not he can lead this offense with good weapons. So who knows, man, I, you know, it's, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting time for, for Aaron Rodgers to now say he's not vaccinated or, or show everyone he's not vaccinated. So yeah, I don't know, man, your guess is good as mine with this one. I'll
1: tell you what, if Jordan Love either does enough to win this game like as Jordan Love or they just sneak this out and the defense plays incredible and they win by a Mason Crosby field goal at the end, whatever. If the Packers win this game however they do it, mm-hmm. uh, Rogers is Rogers this year. But if Jordan Love can come in on this particular game against the Chiefs, even though they're 4-4, four and four, they're still the Chiefs, and can get the win on the road in Arrowhead, that's a huge, huge case for him moving forward. Agreed. If he gets the loss, everyone's going to be like, yeah, of course. Like he's not Rodgers. And then I think it's just another uphill climb for him. But this could be very interesting if the Packers and Jordan Love could somehow pull away this week. The Packers have won seven straight games, Chris. That's the longest active streak. Aaron Rodgers out. We'll see what happens against the, the defending runner ups in the Super Bowl. All right, Sunday Night Football, Chief, uh, excuse me, Titans. Rams this is the marquee matchup of the week here best team in the AFC best team in the NFC going at it here halfway through the season hypothetically I guess you can call this a late season maybe a Super Bowl preview if Derrick Henry comes back but things have changed in Tennessee Derrick Henry out effectively for the season might come back for the fantasy playoffs or the NFL playoffs I doubt it even if he does we'll see if they hold grudge here Julio Jones questionable as always AJ Brown Ryan Tannehill must starts then you have the Rams. Darrell Henderson, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, even I am fine with against Tennessee. Van Jefferson is a nice sneak attack here as well. Tyler Higby streaming tight end. Six and two Titans, seven to one Rams, Rams a favorite by a touchdown and a half. 54 point over under highest on the week.
2: Yeah, that spread. The spread seems high. Um, I, I don't know what these spreads are about, but seven and a half seems high. Uh, the Titans are still the Titans on defense. I know they don't have Derrick Henry, but they're still the Titans on defense. They've been playing fairly well, and they've been keeping games close. Look, if McNichols can, can produce somewhat of the role that Henry's, Henry was able to produce and you know mix in a little bit of passing work to keep the Rams on edge, that, is, that could just be enough to open up some passing work for A.J. Brown, who looks like he's completely healthy, and Julio Jones. I still think this is going to be a closer game. I don't think the Titans win this game, but I do think the Titans keep it close. I don't think this is a runaway just because Derrick Henry's not, uh, not in the backfield. So we'll see how we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I just think that the Titans are are not a lost cause because Henry's not in the backfield. I think that's I think
1: that's fair, and we'll see what happens. I mean, Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols, they signed Deontay Foreman, who we all thought was going to be fun like five years ago. We'll see what happens here from the Titans. All right, last one, Chris. Monday night football. Then we got a couple questions before we move on to the TCK listener league. Preview Bears three and five. Steelers four and three. Steelers six point home favorites, 40 point over under. The Steelers have won 51 Monday night uh NFL games. That's the most since 1940. 51 victories on Monday night football. This is gonna be tough here for the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields played very well against my Niners. Unfortunately, Khalil Herbert's been on fire. Allen Robinson droppable. Darnell Mooney, I guess I would hold, but he's not necessarily playable at this point. Steelers, Big Ben got the ugly win to Pat Fryermuth last minute. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, you fire up. Najee Harris, automatic. I like the Steelers defense in this one as well on Monday Night Football.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything you said here. Uh, The Bears defense has been freaking piss poor the past couple of weeks. They're putting up zero to negative points in, in fantasy. If you, if you have them, I do, I did. Uh, they've been, ki- <laughs> they've been absolutely they've been freaking killing you. Okay. They They're just awful. Okay. So I actually expect the Steelers to have a great game. This game. I don't see the bears right in this ship on any capacity. Justin Fields. If it wasn't for how, how horrible the bears defense was, that should have been Justin Fields game last week. And he played out of his mind. He did everything he could to help that team win and just still couldn't get it done. So they have bigger problems in Justin Fields. It is not his fault. Their defense is like shit. Their weapons around Justin Fields look like shit. Their backfield isn't playing very well. Nothing is working in Chicago. So yeah, the Steelers walk away with this one fairly easily. Um, I actually would take, I'll take the six that the Steelers are, are given, so. Ooh. Yeah,
1: I like it. Those are your NFL game previews for week nine brought to you by our new sponsor, Carafactor. Here's a note from them, and then Chris and I will get to your Q&A.
0: Hey, TCK Potters and fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with CaraFactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger-looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor Treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mycarafactor.com. Cara Carefactor, skincare for hair.
1: All right, Chris, we got a couple questions here from our audience. And, again, folks, I apologize for skipping out here a few minutes ago with my internet. So if I missed your question, dive back in quickly, or we will uh, get to you at another time. Lucas, Rosenquist, Devontae Freeman, Mickels, Hyde, or Dylan Half PPR, Chris.
2: I'll go McNichols here.
1: McNichols. I will go McNichols as well. All right, Mike Ortiz going back. I'm going to gamble with Carter. Good luck, my man. Let's go Jets. I agree. All right, you got a couple more here. Pittman looking good. Would you start? Michael Carter, James Robinson. Well, it's a little too late. It would have gone Michael <laughs> Carter, though. James Robinson is doubtful in this one. Pittman had the double lucky two TDs off of the interception. He's phenomenal, but I would think Debo is easily the bigger miss. These guys are talking to each other in the chat room, which is just fine. All right, Chris, James Martin. Would you all start Myers, Tony, or Jamison, Jamison Crowder, which again we're now past kickoff, so he would have been in. But Chris, what would you have done?
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's a they're, they're all seemingly sort of the same type of player, um, high target guys, average volume in terms of uh, receptions and, and yards, and, and with not a lot of high TD upside, just based on their their quarterbacks. So I'd probably lean, I'd probably lean Tony, uh, I'd probably lean Tony here. Um, yeah, Tony.
1: Okay, I would have probably gone Jamison Crowder, um, which again is too late, but Corey Davis being out I think helps just with the volume. Brock Goose, what's up, fellas? I'm 7-1, 10-team, 2-point PPR. Congratulations, Brock. Lineup, Brady, Eckler, Najee, Devontae, Debo, Fant, Godwin, Amari, Monty on IR, and Deontay. Trade Amari and Moss for Terry McLaurin or Godwin for Keenan Allen. I would do both of those. I would rather have... Terry McLaurin, then Amari Cooper and Zach Moss. Personally, I would also rather have Keenan Allen long-term than Chris Godwin with AB coming back. Uh, Yeah,
2: Yeah, I would do the or Godwin for Keenan. I don't know. (laughs) I I like Keenan a lot, but I also have Chris Godwin. He's playing well. The Amari Amari Moss for Terry. Uh, It's tough, man, because you don't know what's going to happen with Fitzpatrick when he comes back. He's likely going to end up taking over or he's going to, play again, um, over Heineke, just the Heineke experiment just kind of started to fizzle out. Um, Cooper's still got Dak. He's still on a good offense. And then Zach Moss, like we talked about earlier is the back for the bills. And I know that these, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of upside for that, that backfield. I just think, man, T- Terry's been really hit or miss. I don't, I don't there's no good answer. T- Terry's just not been playing very well. So I don't know that I would give up two for one at that point. Seems like a lot.
1: Okay. We will agree to disagree on that one, but we both go with Keenan Allen over Chris Godwin. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this episode here, the week nine game previews again, with my man, Christopher Benavides, Chris, before we sign off, let everyone know where they can find the Commission fantasy football podcast and the playbook.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to TCK. Of course, always enjoy uh, being with you guys for, for these kinds of episodes. So, you can also go check out the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast on uh, all notable podcast platforms Spotify, uh, uh, Apple, and Google, um, Amazon Music, too, if you have that. I do. Um, so, also a good platform to listen to. Uh, and then, of course, go check us over at our website, the uh, excuse me, the Brand.com forward slash the dash playbook is where you can find the playbook. It's our weekly newsletter. It comes out every Tuesday and at the Commish FFP on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter for our social media handles. Love it. This episode
1: and all episodes have been brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online AG. Shouts out to our sponsors Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, Jersey Jungle, Bet Online AG, of course, and CaraFactor. Chris and I will tune off here and we'll be back in just a few minutes with the TCK Pod Listener League roster rundowns. If you're tuning into Thursday Night Football, enjoy the game. Chris and I will be right back after this episode for Christopher, ben- Christopher Benavides. And the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Guasco, and we are out of here.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.